have been studying um, the um, the covenants of the Bible now for some time, and it has really been a good study. We have pulled quite a bit of stuff out of this, and I hope by now uh, that everybody understands and knows that everything that God does, he does it through uh, through covenant. Um, some people will say, don't understand this statement I'm fixing to make, but God is not moved by your need. That's not what moves God. He's not moved by your by your need. Uh, God works in realms of covenant and also in dispensation periods of times in various ways. And everything that you receive from God, you receive because of a covenant that you are in with God. And that covenant gives you authority. It gives you a right. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, he told him, he says, you ask what you will. You could not do that unless you was under a covenant with God. He made that covenant. Ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. Provided there's a provision there that you have faith. Amen. That you uh, what you're asking for and what you're believing for, amen, that God will do it. And uh, we, are, we are coming down to the last uh, three uh, covenants before we move on into another realm uh, of study. And uh, we may uh, get to two of them tonight. Uh, but the next one that we're going to be talking about is the Davidic Covenant the Davidic covenant. And this, this covenant was a covenant that God made with King David and his seed after him, which connects me and you. Hallelujah. It connects us. Amen. It didn't stop with King David. And uh, the scriptures that we're going to read, uh, we're going to we're going to find out. And uh, uh, God has let me go back to rehearse some uh, some points to understand. Under no circumstance has God ever, nor he w- will he ever break a covenant that he has made. Now, on our part, a lot of times we break the covenants that we've made with God. But God don't break the covenants. He remains faithful and true. Hallelujah. Let's talk a little bit tonight, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) about the Davidic covenant and the basis for this covenant is found in 2 Samuel, uh, the 7th chapter, and we're going to be reading, beginning at verse verse 8, we're going to read down to verse 16, and let's just talk a little bit about that. And uh, 
uh, and see how that fits in, especially we want to tie it in with us uh, today. Now, therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. Um, do you know that that was considered one of the lowest class jobs that there is, or that there was at that time? And uh, God says, I took you from the sheepfold. I took you from this place, this disposition, that back in those days people would rather do just about anything than to tend the sheep. It was not a glamorous job. People wasn't knocking the door, tearing the door down, trying to get in. I mean, you know, uh, if, um, if an ad come out in Jerusalem paper, shepherd needed, I guarantee you, you, wouldn't, uh, you didn't have to get up there early but to fight the lines. There wouldn't be a long line of people there to try, uh, try to sign up for it. Amen. It was not a, considered a, a glamorous job. And God says, you remember something, David. I want you to don't ever forget this. I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people Israel. You know, and, and that's the first thing that we need to remember. We should never forget where God has brought us from. Hallelujah. We need to remember where we come from. That's a lot of people's downfall who get blessed, amen, who get raised up a little bit. They forget where they come from. Hallelujah. And they find themselves so heady and high-minded that they don't want to show somebody else mercy that's in the position that they used to be in at one time or another. Come on. Hallelujah. We should never forget where God brought us from. Amen. We should always remember that, and we should always be thankful. So he said, David, he said, don't ever forget this. I brought you up. You, 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 was out, you was out there in the pasture. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I brought you from that to become the ruler over my people, over Israel. Okay, let's go on to the next verse. And I have been with you wherever you have gone and have cut off all your enemies from before you and have made you a great name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Now, what I want us to continue to tie this in as we think about this is always, is always remember where God has brought us from to the to the place he has blessed us with and where we're at right now. He has made us to sit in heavenly places. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He has made us, the Bible says, he's made us accepted in the beloved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has given us, amen, the position that we have in the kingdom and the authority that we have to be able 
to walk in the dominion that Adam lost such a long time ago. Hallelujah. Woo, my Lord. Thank you, Lord. My, we should, that is one thing. I don't care if everything in your world fall, fall, fall apart and all the pieces. When you come to the house of God, you ought to come praising him with a hand stretched raised up. Hallelujah, because what he's already done for you. Hallelujah, the place he's put you in. Hallelujah, do you realize, do you know, amen, who you are in Jesus Christ? And it ain't because of nothing you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It ain't nothing because you that you're worthy. Hallelujah. You can't go around and say, well, it's because I'm one of God's favorites. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, David, I made you a great name. It was impossibility for somebody like you, David, and where you was at to be put where I have placed you. <laughs> Can you realize where we're at in the Lord and, and, and what we have in him? And the goodness and the graces of God. Hallelujah. Go ahead to the next verse. Amen. He says, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously. Go ahead. Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies, also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. <laughs> Glory. Huh. Oh, we're, we're, we're coming somewhere now. We're going somewhere there. When, when your day now, when your days are fulfilled... And you rest with your fathers. I will set up your seed after you, and you will come from uh, uh, who will come from your body, and will establish his kingdom. Who knows who the seed of David was? Jesus Christ. He came from the lineage of David. He is the seed that God was making this covenant with, with David. He said, long after your days are fulfilled, long after you're laid down and your body's in the ground, God said, I'm still working on this thing. Hallelujah. And let me stop and say this. Don't, don't get disappointed with God if you don't see everything come to fruition that you have asked for or trust for during the time that you think. Because what God, remember, God does not break covenant. And what God promises, he fulfills. Hallelujah. My mother and father prayed for my older brother for 40 years. Amen. To get back in the house of God from the backslidden state that he was in. They never lived in their time to see it. But you know what? It happened. I witnessed it. Hallelujah. 
You hallelujah, glory to God. And I just, you know, I just can't help but believe, amen, that some some kind of way they found out about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. After their days were fulfilled, God was still working on the prayers that they prayed while they was alive. Do you hear? Hey, there's power. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. In that prayer you pray to God, there's power. Amen. In that relationship that you have. Oh, my, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. Lord, that God, don't give up on God because he ain't never gave up on you. You just keep a pressing out. You keep oppressing, glory to God. God will fulfill. God will fulfill. Hallelujah. My, 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 No. I got some, Brother Wayne, I believe there's still a little bit left from that message Sunday night. I'm feeling something up here now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and will establish his kingdom. Go on to the next verse. He shall, now, uh, I might take a running for the Zoe. He, now remember, we've already established the seed is Jesus. Brother Paul, so that he is talking about Christ. He shall build a house. <laughs> Guess who the house is? Whoa, my, 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 my. Whoa, guess who the house is? That's us, church. It's the church of the living God, my Lord. Jesus set upon this rock. I will build my church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell will prove. Whoa, hallelujah. Said he shall build a house from my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. We're covenant people. We're part of a covenant that God made with David 3,000 years ago. That's how I come sometimes I laugh at the devil. I said, I said well, you puny devil, you think you're going to knock over God's people with something as small as that? Ain't no way. Hallelujah. Amen. We're covenant people. Amen. God made this covenant with David, and we pick up through this uh, bloodline. <laughs> Glory to God. And God's kingdom, the kingdom, I will establish the throne. Amen forever. Let's go ahead. This is not all of this. Continue. I will be his father. Amen. I like, oh, like the song they sung just a few minutes ago. Hallelujah. Be his father, he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. Just because we're the children of God does not mean God will not chastise as we have to. But let me tell you something. Chastisement from the Lord is not for destruction. It's for correction. Amen. I believe... I believe in good old-fashioned corporal punishment for children. Hallelujah. I believe the book teaches that. I believe why the school system don't do it now. It's why we got kids killing kids in school, one of the part of the reason. Another part, we kick Christ out of the school, whatever. Amen. I believe, I, I believe in correction. 
but I do not believe in child abuse. Come on. There's a right way and the wrong way. Can somebody say amen? Well, see, your father, Jesus Christ, he's not a child abuser. Glory to God. If he has to correct me, hey, every time I've been taken out to the woodshed by the Lord, I always knew about it. Glory to God. But every time I've been out to the woodshed, Sister Kathy, I've always been able to walk back on my own power. Hallelujah. He corrected me. He didn't abuse me. He won't abuse you. You know why? Because he loves you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man, I hope you can get the beauty of what we're teaching here tonight. Hallelujah. There's no God like our God. Hallelujah. No Savior like our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go ahead and put verse 15 up there. But my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Last verse. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Remember now, he was talking directly at that time through David, but it wasn't just today. It didn't stop with him. It was to go on after his days was fulfilled through his seed. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says in the New Testament, was of the lineage and the house of David. And we're of that seed through him, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My Lord, that's wonderful. That's great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, let's, let's, let's go on. To the, uh, to the next covenant, which uh, is the covenant of grace. Now, there's one more after this. We won't get to it tonight, but um, uh, we'll, we'll stop after we talk about the covenant of grace. Now, we've, I, I know sometimes, I mean, I myself, I can't remember everything because we have, we have covered so much over the last few weeks. But we found out during each period of time and each covenant that God made, where it was with an individual, if it were with, with a whole nation, whatever, uh, whatever it was, nothing that we have talked about previously compares whatsoever to this covenant of the grace. This covenant of the grace of grace is everything that God was building up to that he was leading to. Now, I'm I'm going I'm going to mention this because I know some are here tonight that wasn't here. When we went back and we talked about the Mosaic covenant. We talked if you remember those that was here, we talked about there was no mercy involved under the law of Moses. There was no mercy. We need to be thankful to God that we live on this side of Calvary. I gave you the scripture and I showed you and we read the scripture under the law of Moses. 
where they, they caught a man on the Sabbath day picking up sticks. What happened to that man? Stoned him to death just for picking up sticks on Sunday. Hallelujah. They found him. They caught him. They arrested him. And, that, and Moses said, we'll wait and we'll pray and we'll see what God says. God come back and God spoke to Moses and said, take him out before the, uh, of the people and have him stoned. This man lost his life for picking up sticks. We don't know why he was picking up sticks. I told you that when we, back when we talked about that. Gathering sticks to build a fire or what? It didn't matter because the law said, you don't do no kind of work on the Sabbath day. Six days shall you work. You wasn't even allowed to walk but so far on the Sabbath day. The Bible has what it calls a Sabbath day's journey. Amen. You could not walk. So that covenant back then did not have no mercy to it. That's one reason why I don't know why so many people keeps wanting to go back and try to pick stuff out of the law and tag it on to us today. My Lord, it wasn't no good for the people back then, and it sure ain't going to be no good for us today because we got something so much greater. Hallelujah. We got something so much greater, and it's this covenant of grace. Now, I want to take you to Ephesians, the second chapter. And we're going to begin reading about verse 4. And there's no way that I can cover everything about this, but I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, laying a foundation, and we'll open up for any more comments or anything anybody wants to add just in a few minutes. But let's read and see what it says here. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places. Man, I was talking about this just a few minutes ago. In Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show his exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved, not by keeping some rule book. Hallelujah. Not, not some kind of uh, a ritual or whatever. Not, not based upon some kind of legalistic thing, amen, Oh, Lord, the, the, the one thing that upsets me so bad is we do got the message of who Jesus is. We got the message about baptism in the wonderful name of Jesus. And you know what? We cut ourselves off from being able to share that to the fullest because so many Pentecostal churches are living under legalism. I was, I was looking on Facebook today, and somebody made a post, and they were talking about one particular thing, 
And I, I was reading that through that, and I said, well, I'm, I'm going to read all this all the way down to the end because I'm interested to find, I'm interested to find uh, where, their, where their scripture is. And after I got down through it, I want to look down there. Leviticus chapter 4, I forget what verse. We're not under that covenant. Some people get up and say, well, you know, we don't, we, uh, we, we can't do away with none of the Bible. We don't do away with none of the Bible. Jesus says, I didn't come to do away with the law. I come to fulfill the law. And let me tell you something. When he said it is finished when on Calvary before he died, he meant that thing was dead and gone. It was finished. He full, he finished it. There ain't no law left. It's gone. Fulfilled. Hallelujah. He nailed those things to the cross. He said that was against us. Hallelujah. My Lord. Folks, we all, hey, I don't know about you. I, I have hard enough time to living up this thing under grace. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I still find that I have to go back and repent. Hallelujah. I still have to say, God, I'm sorry for what I said, maybe to this person or, or whatever. Lord, I, uh, my, uh, my temper got a little out of hand, and I, um, you know, hallelujah. What are you saying, brother? I'm saying, listen, this grace is so beautiful, yet we still have to, as Paul said, die daily even under that. Why in the world do we go? We want to go back to Leviticus and pull out a bunch of stuff that Paul Paul said. Listen, that was a heavy yoke upon their neck that they couldn't bear. Don't put it on these people. Glory. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of yourselves. You know what that means? I never have been able to live good enough, and I never will be able to live good enough. And I've never met another man or woman who could live good enough. Hallelujah. I need grace. I need mercy. I need mercy. Hallelujah. I remember a story. It's a true story. Um, one I had in my dad's real old Bible that he had preached out of for many years presented to me. I went through, and it was something to go through that Bible and see a bunch of notes handwritten in his, his handwriting and some stories. And he found, I found one story he had in there that I can remember him using this when he preached sometimes. Uh, and how that this one uh, man, and I can't remember exactly all, all of it now, but he got in trouble with the law and he was brought before the judge. And uh, all the evidence was brought up against him and everything. And the judge asked him, says, uh, says, sir, 
And he said, let me ask you first. He says, do you want to see justice done in this case? And that fellow looked up at the judge with some tears in his eyes. He says, no, Your Honor. I don't want to see justice done, but I would like to see a little mercy. Thank God for mercy. What would I get if all I got was justice? That's what they got under the Old Testament. That's what they got. That's what, that's what that man picking up sticks with stones they've got. He got justice because it was the law. The law said that, you know. Hallelujah. But Jesus come offering mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. He come offering mercy. And we need, to, that's the message that we need to tell everybody. Hallelujah. We don't need to sit around here with judgmental attitudes. Glory to God. And, and, uh, and not give people an opportunity because they, when they come in, they don't look quite the way we think they ought to look. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Because they stand in the same position that you and I. We all need mercy. We all need mercy. We all need grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. Oh, Lord. That's like that Pharisee. It came, Jesus told the story of the Pharisees that come, come to the temple and was, was a praying, and he was, he was boasting about it. I give tithes of all I possess, and I fast twice a week, and I ain't like that publican over there. Huh? Come on. And the sinner over there didn't even as much as lift up his hand, but he smelled on his breast of the Lord. Be merciful to be a sinner. And Jesus says, guess what? That fellow went down to his house justified over the other. Hallelujah. There, there, if, there's, if there's one thing there's no room for in God's kingdom, it's for anybody to be boastful. We, didn't, we don't have nothing to boast about. Don't nothing to, be, nothing to boast about. One more scripture, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The covenant of grace. Now, many, many other scriptures I could bring out about this covenant of grace that we're under. Uh, but what I have given you lays the foundation, and you can study further on this. Uh, looking at my time, anybody got any uh, anything you'd like to 